Oh, it's spookier than ever. Welcome to Cancel Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. And no, it's not a new season, not just yet, but we thought it's the spooky season, so let's do a Halloween episode. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Campbell, and I will be your host. And joining me, as always, is actor and comedian and brave man for showing up for this episode, Mr. Eden Porter. Thank you very much for having me, Cambo. <laughs> have, have you, you turned down the heat? Oh, yeah. I can see my breath. I need to make you like David Letterman. I like to keep it nice and cool to make people uncomfortable on my on edge. <laughs> Good. It makes for better content. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, spooky Halloween episode. Spectacular, would you say? No, not that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... We're actually talking about a curiosity in the cancelled movie world. Mm. We're talking about the sequel to E.T. What? Cambo, this is one that's been talked about in hushed whispers. Yeah. Um, this, I, I specifically picked it. This doesn't necessarily seem like E.T. doesn't seem like a Halloween thing. Mm. But I will say that I think E.T. 2 has like an online legend about it. Yeah. And are you aware of this legend? I've, um, all aboard the uh, the genre change <laughs> <laughs> train where you go from family friendly uh-huh. to like, hey, let's uh, add some uh, spooky elements. Let's get some horror yeah. with E.T., which just seems insane. So a lot of the online chatter about this movie is, man, they really went like weird and dark with that sequel. Yeah. And I think that this episode should be putting that to the test. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know if that's completely accurate. Yeah. I think it's been painted with a, an interesting brush that I, I'm not sure is necessarily accurate. So, mm, very, well, you know what's interesting, Cambo, is E.T., didn't that script start off more it as did. a horror film? It did. A script like a poltergeist. So before we get into it, uh, I want to give credit to Hermaz Studios on YouTube. They've done a yep. really great deep dive into this movie. Oh, fantastic. And I've actually got a lot of the information from them. So full credit to them. It did. So E.T. started as uh, essentially a sequel to uh, Close Encounters. Yeah, okay, yep. So Close Encounters yep. was a big smash for Spielberg, who at the time didn't really do sequels. No. So he didn't do the Jaws, Jaws sequel. sequel. They yeah. wanted to do the Close Encounters sequel. That eventually morphed into something uh, called Night Skies. Skies. Yeah, that's I have heard of that. Yeah, which was a hot with a space horror movie. But yeah, and aliens like kill people and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was so, more of yeah. like a creature feature, feature kind yeah, of movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which then eventually turned into ET. Mm. So <laughs> as as it does. as it does, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's funny that it it itself was a cancelled sequel that turned into an original that turned into an original kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. But it's just kind of amorphous thing. But a little bit of context around E.T. Obviously, a lot of people know this. Are you an E.T. fan? Oh, yeah. I love my E.T. Yeah, you're tired of the 80s. Uh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. And we all watched E.T. I'm not I'm not a big fan as the re-release. You don't keep like the, the walkie-talkies? Keep the guns, Cambo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the walkie-talkies. You don't need to do I remember, that, um, for those that don't know, by the way, when they re-released the movie, they replaced the guns in the policeman's hands with walkie-talkies, walkie-talkies. to make it more family-friendly. I remember reading somewhere that Steven Spielberg had said, like, that's one of his biggest regrets is doing that. Oh, hang on, going back and changing? Changing the to walkie-talkies. Because it's oh. I think actually has since been changed back. Oh, really? I think I so. I didn't know. Um, but he said, yeah, I, I really regret that and I regret showing the inside of the ship, which they did in the re-release you know, as well. You know what that is? 
it's his good friend old Georgie yes. McLucas whispering, you know what you should do? You should go back and change it. But when I heard that he said, oh, that's actually one of my biggest regrets, yeah. my first thought was, you've had an easy life. Yeah. <laughs> if that's your biggest regret, <laughs> that you've, you've changed so the movie true. a bit. True. So true. That's my biggest regret. Good on you, Steven. So, E.T. Friend, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, yeah. He doesn't know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's welcome on any time. Any time. Uh, we'll see if we can finish. Doors it. always open. Yeah. So E.T. from 1982 is a huge box office smash. Ginormous. Uh, critics love it. Yep. Audiences love it. And Steven Spielberg loves it. Oh, really good. He's very proud okay. of it. Very proud. Very proud. Uh, at the time it came, off, uh, came out, it knocked Star Wars off the perch <gasps> to become the highest grossing movie of all time. Outrageous. So $619 million. Uh, and then even more if you add in the re-release. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, what was interesting is they say that that's one of the reasons, because you know, like Blade Runner and mm. The Thing didn't do that well at the box office. Because of E.T. Because of E.T. was this really happy alien yeah. fun things. And then you've got these dark, dreary <laughs> things that came afterwards. Yeah. But think, think about The Thing. Yeah. And it just killed it, them at the box office. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. That's yeah. really interesting. So at this point, yeah, Steven Spielberg is turning down sequels he turned down jaws he turned down close encounters but he really liked et yeah and this is the first one he ever entertained oh doing a sequel for doing a sequel for so um so yeah i the the idea of the sequel for et he turned to john salis originally who we have actually covered his jurassic park 4 script oh yes on this podcast uh, he, he worked with him a lot uh who wrote with night skies with yeah but eventually they decided Spielberg reteamed with the writer of E.T., who was Melissa Matheson. Okay. Um, and they decided to go to go off together and come up with a story treatment of what a sequel could be. And what I find really interesting is they wrote a nine-page story treatment, which we will go through. This isn't a full right. script, by the way. Okay. Yeah, you probably, probably should the, say that. Yeah, probably see yeah. the runtime of this episode is short. Uh, <laughs> it's just an outline of a story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just what, nine pages. Just nine pages, yeah. double-spaced. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> big font. <laughs> I reckon it'll be a few hundred words. Like it's it's a basic plot outline. Yeah, uh, we'll still do our magic to it. Okay, yeah, big time. But they came up with a nine-story treatment titled ET Two. Do you know the subtitle? Uh, is it um, Fallen Skies? No, uh, Nocturnal Fears. Oh yeah, Nocturnal. Yes, yeah. no, it is. Yeah, but yeah, what's interesting is this is dated July seventeenth, nineteen eighty-two. The same year that E.T. came out. Hang on, what? Yeah. They were striking, so to speak, while the iron was hot. So not even a year had gone by oh, wow. when they really when they quick. jumped into to doing this. I just don't what do you think of the two colon in film titles? Um it, it's past now. I feel like they don't do numbers. I, I feel anymore. like you, it's just done. Yeah. yeah. I think you can't do But nineteen eighty two it's still I think fresh. That's under, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's all right. And it's less confusing than like the Rambo franchise, which was around the same time. Rambo, first Blood, Rambo part two. two, first Rambo, first, first Blood, Blood part, part two, two, Rambo three. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense. So what we're going to do? I'm going to read through the story outline written. This is actually written by Melissa Matheson and Steven Spielberg. Okay. Very rare he ever does a writing right, credit. Yeah. But they they wrote this together in July seventeenth, nineteen eighty-two. Are you ready to hear the story of ET two Nocturnal Fears? In the night sky, there is an emotion churning about. 
Sorry. It's the opening lights. <laughs> what, what emotion is that? Uh, well, well, maybe the emotion will become clear. <laughs> so weird. The stars twinkle blankly, expressionless, as if to say that something is wrong. There is a slight breeze disturbing the treetops. Or is it? <laughs> oh. Through the gnarled branches, we gaze upon a familiar sight. In what seemed like only the blink of an eye, something has penetrated the night sky and nearly avoided our attention. A small noise, followed by streaks of stray light, further acknowledge its presence. A door is being opened to a giant ornamental mothership now resting in the forest clearing. The door opens and extends outwards to make a ramp. Light pours from within and figures emerge as a silhouette, a creature that moves in a familiar fashion. A waddle. A waddle. I was yeah. going to say, is it waddle? <laughs> it yeah, is yeah, a waddle. good, good. So, yeah, it's a pretty simple beginning. Yeah, ship lands ship in the lands. Yeah. Still, I still don't get the emotion that was uh, that was around. Is it meant to be I scary? think it was one of like something's wrong. Yeah. But then it did, then it also said the stars were... Uh, Twinkling blankly. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is it, Stephen? <laughs> so school has now come to an end for Elliot, Michael and Gertie. Obviously the three kids from the main family. And their many friends. For most youngsters, some is something to look forward to. This is not the case for the handful of children this summer. This summer. <laughs> summer is, unfortunately, a continuation and concentration of feelings and thoughts of the previous months only hinted to. For those few kids, summer promises only one thing. Loneliness. Oh. This is the first of many summers without their little alien friend, nicknamed E.T. Hard as it is, the children cope. Allie, so, so this is yeah. how long after E.T. then? It's it a seems like months? a couple, uh, a couple of like, years. Almost like the next year. The next summer. So this is the first summer without it. Okay. Yeah. Elliot, Michael and Gertie are closer to one another since E.T. came into their lives. They have a special sort of relationship now. But as always, time tends to blur memories and Elliot's mother, Mary, is still waiting for that process to begin. So far, however, E.T. is as popular today as he ever was. So the mum's hoping the kids will start kind of forgetting about E.T. But they'll he's kind just get as popular. But they, he's just he's as popular, popular as he ever was. I know. That's subtext to the film. <laughs> E.T. will never not be popular. So this treatment, it switches between the kids and the aliens that have landed back okay, and forth. Back back and forth. forth yeah. So the spaceship is nested in the forest clearing, surrounded by massive redwoods. It seems to be showing signs of life, and movement can be detected within the ship. The aliens on board are evil. That's in capitals. Oh, what? <laughs> they have landed on Earth in response to a distress signal designating its present coordinates. These aliens are searching for the stranded extraterrestrial. Now, hang on. at this point, they're looking for E.T., but they actually name E.T., Oh, he's got a name. The aliens name him. I reckon I could give you a million guesses. You'd never guess E.T.'s okay. name. Uh, Wally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I can know it. Is it something unpronounceable? Uh, not unpronounceable, but like uh, it's just a jumble of letters. Okay. okay. The aliens are searching for the stranded extraterrestrial named Zrek. Zrek. Z-R-E-K. Zrek. Okay. Uh, who is sending a signal for help. Okay, so they've picked up his old signal yes. and now they've come yes. to... And they're evil. But they're are, evil. They, are they his species? Does it they be? are. So, this evil creatures are carnivorous. Their leader, Coral, commands his crew to disperse into the forest to acquire food. So, 
As the squat aliens leave the gangplank, each one admits a, hyp a hypnotic hum, which has a paralyzing effect on the surrounding wildlife. These creatures are an albino fraction or mutation of the same civilization that E.T. belongs to. The two separate groups have been at war for decades. Okay, wow. <laughs> wow, this has escalated quickly. This suddenly became Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so they're, they're albino ETs. Okay, uh, with carnivorous. Carnivorous. So I'm assuming they've got like sharp pointy teeth and stuff. Yeah, you, you would imagine the design, because ET's already an ugly design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I guess they would have gone like, yeah, the, the white skin, probably pointy teeth, red eyes. Do you know what's funny as well? So they've obviously gone, okay, if these guys are going to be like a threat and be like evil. Yeah. The design we've got for ET is not the best like predator <laughs> yeah. sort of design. <laughs> so they've added in that. Hypnotic uh -huh. like stuns things, so they can them. so they yeah. can waddle over and like attack you. Yeah, because oh, one isn't very threatening, is it? No, no, no. Coral approaches the top of the gangplank and raises his frail arm outwards as his yellow heart light summons his crew back to the mothership. For a moment, the aliens are paralyzed themselves. The tiny creatures eventually look up with their large, expressive red eyes and begin their orderly precision back up into the spaceship. So can I just say, if is there dialogue like with subtitles for, for the aliens? Hey, there's, or, there's no dialogue at all in this treatment. Yeah, but do, is, do you get that feeling that they are communicating with each other as in like... Nah, 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 nah. I don't reckon they would. I reckon it's, it would have been largely silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Because yeah. again, like E.T., They've never translated so ET. That, I imagine I it would have been the same. Because yeah. it would have kind of broken the world of the movie, right? If he was trying to say Suddenly stuff, you can understand it, what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, so inside the craft is a vast assortment of large plants and animal-like beasts in cages of light. Obviously specimens from past voyages. Oh, specimens. Yeah, so, so they're, they're like, like they're collecting stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back with the kids. At Elliot's home, we see him climbing onto the roof to check E.T.'s communicator, which has been anchored down and sending messages into space ever since E.T. left Earth. Do you remember they make that yeah, little Yeah, yeah, it's still, yeah. E.T. phone home, mate. It's still going. Yeah, E.T. E. phone home. <laughs> it's uh, a lesser known quote from that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's father returned from New Mexico months before because in the movie, his mother is divorced. It, yeah, that's right. So you don't see the dad at all, do you? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's returned from New Mexico months before and filed for divorce and then moved back to New Mexico. That's the end of his dad in this. <laughs> so they've just tied that up. Like, okay. oh, yeah, they're officially divorced. Oh, okay, does that open up a love interest? But Elliot's family has seen harder times and the fact that Mary has begun dating Dr. Keyes, oh. who is a scientist from the first movie that kind of helped them out, oh. uh, since they met just before E.T. left, uh, has eased the strain considerably. Yep. So she's now dating the the doctor that helped the them. First one, yeah. one thing is certain. Everybody under this household's roof has something in common. E.T. E. <laughs> but not, they don't call them Zrek. Oh, well, they don't, yeah, well, they don't know. They Keys can't. has told his story time and time again about his first meeting with the little tiny confused E.T. It is a story full of emotion, surprise, and mystery. Keys never plays down how important the experience was to the direction his life took from then on. Keys admits his life's ambitions were channeled towards more positive and rewarding goals. Because initially he's a villain in Isn't the first the one. But he does, I think, at the end go, oh, get out of here, kids. Yeah. Like, he lets them go. Uh, he didn't continue to live in the dream world of hope that he would any day meet his space friend again. 
<laughs> like he fears Elliot and his friends are now. So he's he he's like, I know I'll never meet him again. But I reckon his kids keep thinking they're going to meet their friend again. Okay. Keys insists he chose to pursue medicine and science because of ET. Oh, yeah. Means he's changing lives. And recently, Elliot has been sensing something he cannot explain. His umbrella communicator is reacting strangely now. He thinks it could be receiving a message from space. In his room, Elliot is searching for something. On his wall is a Polaroid snapshot of himself uh, with Michael and E.T. on Halloween night. Above his bed, we see E.T.'s clay planet suspended by wires from a ceiling. Elliot emerges from uh, the closet with a pot. His face becomes sad. It's the geranium, but it's still dead. Obviously, oh, it's yeah, a motif yeah, for the first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he puts the pot on the dresser and he sits on the bed thinking. Later, Elliot jumps up happy and races through the house. He finds Michael and Gertie to make them promise their most excellent promise that they will tell nobody what they're about to do. Having finished that, Elliot calls his D&D buddies Steve, Tyler and Greg and tells them to ride their bicycles to the forest clearing because E.T. could be coming back. Because he's getting that sense of like the communicator's acting strangely, but the plant's still dead. Something's okay. going on. So he's like, I think there could be something going on. Cambo, can, can I just say, this is sounding an awful lot like Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I think Stephen uh, might have copied this. Now, there's a quick aside back to the aliens, very short. It says, there have been numerous reports of unexplained cattle mutilations in the surrounding countryside. Classic alien behavior. End of scene. That's all it says. Cows with their skin removed. Now that is an like element that. of this script that I hear reported online all the time. Yeah, it's like oh, there's like weird mutilated, yeah, cows. mutilated cows and stuff. It's only really mentioned in that Once. one sentence. <laughs> uh, at the clearing, we sense danger. We see shadows and undefined forms lurking in the nearby forest. Night is falling, and in the distance, we hear a commotion. Elliot and his friends are converging on the clearing, unaware of any trouble. They arrive and dismount their bikes. In awe, everyone gazes upon the dark contours of the massive spaceship. Suddenly, the figure of Coral appears in an illuminated porthole. Telepathically, Coral speaks to the children. Oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. Okay. Asking the whereabouts of the fugitive alien Zrek. The children reply honestly that he's gone home. Coral becomes angry, believing that they are lying. Okay. Okay. What? <laughs> so. Okay, so now backtracking for a moment, mm -hmm. the aliens are speaking to the kids. Yeah, telepathically. telepathically. Yeah. And then how are they understanding what the kids are saying? Telepathically. It like, uh, doesn't go into it. This is really weird. <laughs> uh, like all lazy sci-fi, universal communicator. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can speak English. He's like, yes, I studied English for five years in space That's school. space school. <laughs> Uh, when the children regain, regain their senses, so they, they've uh, they've kind of like knocked them out. Well, they've been yeah, yeah, yeah. stunned. Hypnotically the yeah, stunned. Yeah. When the children regain their senses, they are surrounded by the evil alien creatures who are hiding in the forest. The creatures are carrying some kind of dagger. Elliot advances. With little E.T. hands? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I like to think it's a full-size dagger yeah, as well. Yeah, it's like huge. <laughs> The creatures are carrying some kind of dagger. Uh, Elliot advances in a friendly gesture, but barely escapes from being bitten or even killed by the alien's razor-sharp teeth. Yes. They called it. Okay. Yeah, they called it. Several of the aliens bear their fangs from time to time to show they mean business. Corral orders that the children are brought aboard. Reluctantly, Elliot and his friends follow. 
In the hours that follow, Elliot and his companions are questioned extensively, but the aliens will not accept the truth in their responses. While one child is interrogated, another is being examined. Gertie is crying and calling for Mary and E.T. to help. The others endure as their wargaming experiences have taught them. <laughs> what? So the kids are now being tortured on the, on the spaceship. Gertie's crying. And they've learnt, learnt through their war games yeah, just to block out the pain. Yeah. Block out the pain. Block out the pain. And just That's just some never, intense D&D. Yeah, I know. If you're playing D&D, <laughs> you're getting like burns. One of them's on a rack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cigarette burn in the arm. Yeah. Far out. Now, at Elliot's home, Mary, the mother, is uh, arriving from an extended date with Dr. Keys. Okay, extended, extended date. date. <laughs> you know what okay. that means, Stay the night. Yeah. Uh, they enter the empty house and proceed to investigate further why nobody's home. It's past 11 p.m. Oh, my God. That's late. By the way, we're like a fair bit through this, and you'll notice oh, that really? ET has not arrived. Mate, this is outrageous. <laughs> it is now time. We're on page of nine. We're on page seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not a lot has happened. No. It is now time for Elliot to be questioned. The aliens show no mercy when he replies with the truth. The questioning process intensifies when they learn from his memory that he has dealt directly with Shrek. So I guess they're like reading, they're telepathic, they're reading so his they, memories. So then they do know that he left. Because that's yeah. in his memory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's again, it's not explained in okay. this very brief outline how, uh, how these they, it. They must have implanted a fake memory in his head before he left. Yeah, well. Uh, the pain is tremendous for Elliot, and he breaks down and begins screaming for E.T.'s help. Elliot blacks out, but the echoes of his last cry can be heard from a distance. What, At another, this point, another planet? we follow upwards. The echoing cry for E.T. No. into the cosmos. No, the painful no, cry no. seems to die. No, Kevin. No. This is. Did you you saw the Zack Schneider um, Justice League? Yeah. The, you know the Superman death. Oh yeah, scream that death goes out. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm imagining. Yeah. Goes out to all the planets. In the meantime, Keys and Mary decide not to call the police yet. They hear a strange noise coming from somewhere. They finally realize the sound is coming from the roof. Mary leads the way to Elliot's room, where the trapdoor is leading to the attic. From there, Keys climbs out the window and up onto the rooftop. He witnesses a bizarre sight. The communicator is vibrating crazily and rotating to a new position. The keyboard reads out, and it's repeating the same entry. Keys calls Mary to the roof. When she arrives to read the message, they embrace and go back through the attic into Elliot's room. Mary turns around to see the geranium is blossoming to life. She lets out a feeble yelp and begins to cry. Keys and Mary are now aware of what's been happening. They go to their car and they head for the forest clearing. That everyone just goes to, yeah. Elliot is mentally and physically drained now because he's no longer of any use to the aliens. They carry his limp body to a light cage where Michael and Gertie are already resting. Suddenly, we hear a strange, resonating hum through the ship. Yet it's not coming from within the ship. All the evil aliens freeze, and a hatch opens to reveal... E.T. <laughs> with his glowing finger raised and his heart light pulsating. Elliot awakes immediately. E.T. advances towards the captives and deactivates the light cages. He and Elliot embrace with tears in their eyes. With with the uh, with his lightning quick speed yes. that he's going for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Elliot, Michael, Gertie, Steve, Tyler, and Greg leave the evil mothership and wait for E.T. to come out after reprogramming the alien's navigation control. <laughs> E.T. exits the ship and rejoins his faithful friends. Soon after, Mary and Keys arrive and are reunited again with the magical little alien named E.T. Um, his name's Shrek. Yeah, yeah, get his name right. After saying their tearful goodbyes, E.T.'s own mothership descends from the heavens to take the place of the evil ship that now is en route to a remote corner of the galaxy. There is hope in everyone's eyes, as they all again behold the picturesque departure of their favourite alien. And this is the last line in the script. Dreams can come true. <laughs> it starts playing the song. Dreams can come true. Oh, my God. The we... end. And then it's signed off SS slash MM for oh Steven Spielberg and Melissa Matheson. <laughs> that, that Cambo, is, what have we just witnessed here? That man? is the plot outline to ET2 Nocturnal Fears. When, and when is the plot starting? <laughs> I don't know. There's a there's a disappointing lack of ET in this. Isn't there's it? a disappointing lack of a lot of things. This yeah. is the definite the, the word rough draft does <laughs> <laughs> not do this justice. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing to it, Cambo. Some evil aliens come and kidnap the kids. That's the plot. Not even that. They literally just come down and go, hey, where's E.T.? Yeah. And then E.T. comes out. Here I am. And sends him away. <laughs> yeah. I love how there's no battle. E.T. freezes them. So freezes they, them they and then reprograms their ship. Yeah. And then the ship leaves. And has E.T. always had the power to freeze? To, to freeze people? Uh, yeah. Freeze the police. Free, freeze all freeze the police. The, oh, that would have been heavy. Yeah. With their walkie-talkies. <laughs> Freeze the police. Um, if you can, if they can read minds, mm-hmm. like they they should have been communicating the whole time. Like ET and Elliot. Yeah, in the first may, film. maybe only this f- fraction of the ET species can, can read, read minds. minds. I guess because okay. it says it says they they're possibly mutated. Yeah, so well, they are maybe, white, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's like a, a mutation thing. So there's so much missing from this. <laughs> a plot for one. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So you need to like, you need to have them. Start like infiltrating the town, mm-hmm. and like a dog yep. goes missing, and all this. Oh, sort there's of stuff. cattle mutilation. There is cattle mutilation, but and yeah. then and then it, like literally turn it into a there's something outside, like things running past uh, the house. And imagine it, if I've I, like I'm okay. I'm thinking on my feet here, but imagine yeah. if you see the ship come down, you see the silhouette waddling out, and you're like, oh my god, oh, ET's e. back. And the whole movie, the kids are trying to find ET. Yep. And they're, they're, they've just missed him because something's happened over here and they've just missed him and they're trying to track him down and then they finally do track him out and then it, the twist is, oh, that's not E.T. E. Yeah, that's the, and he turns around and he's got yeah. red eyes and yeah. sharp teeth. They're like, what the hell happened See that Because e. they, they tell us right at the beginning, evil aliens Evil have aliens have landed yeah. and they're obviously evil. Yeah. And they look different. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Have it as a twist. Yeah. Have it as a twist is, is a lot better. Um, and then get kidnapped and tortured. Yeah. And, you got tortured some kids. And hang on, hang on. You said E.T.'s a fugitive. He's a fugitive. I well, But these two these two species have been at war. At war. I think they're using fugitive in the terms that like Very loosely. every E.T. that's not theirs is a fugitive to them. They're going to capture them all. Just thinking back to E.T., the E.T. ship lands for no reason. Mm-hmm. He gets left behind and yeah. they leave. Oh, they're yeah. doing uh, experiments, aren't they? They're like collecting... Collecting dirt. Yeah, and dirt stuff. and samples and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then E.T. gets left behind. Yeah. E.T., he was like a kid alien, wasn't he? Was he an adult or was he a kid? I don't know. Does that stipulate it? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember whether they actually stipulate his and they age just, or they not. just leave him behind. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like the Martian before the Martian. Martian. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, 
it, it would be great if something happened in the film. Yeah. Do you think... I don't think this earns its reputation of being like, oh, this is a real messed up sequel they wanted to make. Where is the... <laughs> I mean, the kids are tortured, but, quote unquote. But, but I'm thinking that what I've heard of this yeah. is that it was like... Messed up. A horror film. Yeah. It's like a more of a horror film of like, what was that? Things are yeah. getting attacked and stuff and getting chased. People make a big deal of this cow mutilation. Yeah. They're really, yeah, that's, <laughs> they're really focusing in on that, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, so I didn't get that sense at all that it no. was sort of a – it was more a – well, the fact that people are being interrogated to me does not lead to like a horror film and stuff like that. It's more the unknown yep. of what's happening to people being like, oh, my God, what, whatever, like what was that? What's happening? Well, do you want to hear about what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, this yeah. – as I mentioned at the beginning, this was written very, very soon after E.T. had released. Yeah. Like like this is still in the huge zeitgeist it's of hot. E.T. Uh, and it appears that Stephen went almost immediately dark on this project. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, once the pitch was made and the outline was written, uh, he never brought it up again. <laughs> <laughs> See, what's 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 strange to me is he co-wrote it. Yeah. So, like, it's not like someone else wrote it. They pitched it to him, and he was like, "Oh no, we're not doing this. This is a disaster." And he backed away from it. It's like he wrote it. He brought it up. And everyone was like, what the yeah. hell is this? I like to think that he was gaslighting the studio. Oh, They're like, what oh, about maybe. that treatment? I never wrote a treatment for ET2. <laughs> no, you did. No, I don't think I did. Unless it was the other way around and the studio was like, "You, this is the biggest film ever. You have to do a sequel. Oh. And he didn't. And he's like, he didn't really want to. I know you, we were talking about before that yeah. he's really high on it, but maybe it was like, well, I've got to well, do something. Um, It's really weird, Kembo. Yeah. That, yeah. This, that this is out into the world. Well, uh, Stephen did say he ultimately decided the sequel would only damage the original. And in a quote during an interview with the American Film Institute, this is what he said. Mm. Sequels can be very dangerous because they compromise your truth as an artist. I think a sequel to E.T. would do nothing but rob the original of its virginity. Oh. People only remember the latest episode while the pilot tarnishes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, And I, I do think he's right because if you mention Game of Thrones to anyone... <laughs> it's like fuck that show, man. As if there wasn't like five incredible seasons, seasons before that. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. very true. Very true. But then you've got you've got some great. If you don't have sequels, you've got some great sequels yeah. out there. And it's interesting that this is in the eighties, where uh, Steven Spielberg did then produce the Back to the Future Back trilogy. To the Future. Yeah, he exactly. directed the Indiana Jones, Jones movies. Ones. Yeah, like, he, exactly. he has then since gone on and made franchises. Um, Drew Barrymore was also asked about this. Oh, yeah. She was on uh, an episode of Watch What Happens Live with that bitchy little reporter, Andy Cohen. And uh, <laughs> he, he asked her about E.T. This is what she said. Megan Ewan says, Drew, I know it's been 30 years since E.T. I'm just curious if there would ever be a sequel with Elliot and Gertie's kids meeting an E.T. family. We got this so much for you. I don't understand. Is this in the ether? Have people been talking about this I idea? will say in, in the early 80s, um, there was not always a lot of talk of sequels. And because Steven Spielberg made Jaws and E.T., there was a lot of talk within his camp about sequels. But he never wanted to make them because he felt like what he did was just as it should be. I, I totally and, agree. And uh, I remember being seven and staying at his house for the weekend. He was a godfather to me. Right. He said, no, we're, we're never going to make a sequel. It's just as it is. And uh, that was his philosophy. So who was I to ever question? 
Uh, and Stephen, what's that script yeah. in that in that drawer <laughs> next to you? Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. No, no, does it say ET to it? It's no, no, no. Like he's lying to children, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm, the information he puts out is to the contrary of this leaked yeah. uh, story trip, and it is like a leaked <laughs> photocopy, clearly written on a typewriter thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he, I think he almost immediately was like, "This is good. This I wonder if there is still an original document somewhere or whether he has now destroyed it so they can yeah. never be proven. Yeah, because he doesn't understand the internet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a question for you. Steven Spielberg and Melissa Matheson, mm. former wife of Harrison Ford. Oh, right? really? Yep. Uh, would you want to see him re-team for like, a movie? Like, Does that interest you, the idea of like getting the writer of E.T. back, get the... I'm shaking my head, Kim. Okay. I don't think I don't think, I, think so. I don't I don't think it's what what Can why, I shock why are we you? going backwards? Why are we going backwards? Can I shock you? Oh no. This has happened. Oh no. And the world forgot. Oh really? This reteaming was for the movie The BFG in 2016. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Written by Melissa Matheson. <laughs> Uh, directed, directed by, by Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, and the world just forgot it. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Listener, even, admit you'd forgot it. I'd completely <laughs> forgotten that the, the BFG was a thing. That was the big reunion of those two, the creative team behind, and the producer as well of ET, all together again since ET. They made the BFG, and you know what? Another acronym. I was going to say <laughs> acronyms. That's the key. That's, that's the key. The key that's the key. Uh, look, we ask this question every week. I think I know your answer. Do you think this would have been any good? No. <laughs> I do not. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this uh, mini report, this Halloween special. Spectacular. Of oh, no, I said it wasn't that good. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you it's see true. why. Yeah, now I see why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we appreciate all the people that come and support us over on Patreon. If you want to hear more episodes, uh, mini episodes, bonus episodes that we do, come support us over on Patreon. We've got some cool stuff over there. Uh, we are still working on season four as well. We've got some cool oh, movies yeah. lined up for that. And before the year's out, we do have another special bonus episode. We'll do what? Also so keep your ear to the ground for that. God. And I will say it is better than it did. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, uh, thank you for joining me, Ian. Thanks very much for having me, Cambo. My name is Cambo. Uh, and until then, take care.